Hello and welcome to another episode of the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast with your hosts, Shelley and Bella. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 75 of the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Hi everybody. So every once in a while uh, you do hear some good things that are going on today. I know there's a lot of people that are getting cabin fever from having to be stuck in the house. And yeah, We're not at all, are we? No, not at all. <laughs> Don't feel like doing anything. They're saying people are falling asleep and sleeping too much in the daytime and then people are awake all night and, you know, there have been these things talking about how it's messing up people's circadian clock and all Ooh. that sort of thing. And every time you turn on TV, it's sad. So we thought today that we would start to talk about some good things that are happening as a result of this fucking virus. Okay, so this is going to have the explicit tag. <laughs> Well, you know. I mean, it's absolutely right. There are some good things going on in the world. There's also some funny things going on in the world as well. So we're going to have a look at a few of the stories that are not making as much of the news really as they should be. Yeah, the real sort of pay it forward and human kindness and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we've also got a treat for you later on because we have a listener of ours who has got in touch with us from Berlin in Germany. He is actually an American, but he's currently living in Berlin. And he has sent us a voice recording of a really cool story, an explained story that happened to him. So we'll share that with you later on. And if any of you guys have got anything that you want to share with us at any point over the coming weeks, please do the same thing. Save it on a voice recording on your phone or whatever and send it in to us and we'll hopefully make other people smile with it too. So you've been looking at stories that are a bit upbeat. Yeah. Throw one in my direction. Well, you know how it's almost Easter. It, well, it's Good Friday today when yeah. we're recording this. Yeah. When they're hearing this, it's going to be well gone Easter. And all of our chocolate will have been eaten. Correct. We had forethought and got our chocolate before Easter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I found that Jacinda Ardern, that's the Prime Minister of New Zealand, she has said that the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy are both key workers, so they will be working. Excellent. So all of the youngsters who shouldn't be listening to this because you threw the F-bomb in earlier will now know that the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny are key workers. Working really hard, I'm telling you. Excellent. It's, it's, it's cool, right? Because you get your chocolate for Easter. Yeah. And then you can get the Tooth Fairy to come get your tooth because it rotted because of, <laughs> of all the chocolate. All the sugar. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. I thought that was pretty cool. I wonder why, they, why she said the Tooth Fairy specifically at that particular point. Well, I, I don't know. I guess because Santa isn't around this time of year anyway, so... Yeah you, yeah, you know, he's working diligently to get his elves to make presents like, ready for presents, Christmas. Exactly. But, but they don't need to talk about him yet because it's too soon, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He forget. He gets forgotten about the whole year, doesn't he, bless him? He must be a really 
bored man because he doesn't make the toys, does he? The elves make the toys. Well, I was always told from my parents that he works so hard at Christmas that he sleeps most of the rest of the year. Oh, is that right? Yeah. See, I think he probably eats most of the year because he's got to stay nice and rotund, doesn't Mm, he? Rotund. I am not going to call Santa Claus fat because I want Christmas presents instead of coal. Yeah, yeah. So he is a rotund, jolly man. (laughs) So, you know, everyone is isolating. Hopefully, those people with sense are isolating and a lot of people are working from home. This boss got onto a Zoom meeting. Zoom, for those people that don't know, is a software that you can use for video conferencing and also audio meetings as well if you want to. In fact, when we do an interview, we often use Zoom. Yep, and that is the shameless plug for Zoom. Maybe they'll get in touch with us yeah. and be like, hey, hey. Yeah, have a, have a pro, pro plan for nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be nice. Anyway, this woman was leading a meeting. She was a boss of this company. Her name was Lizette Ocampo. Was or is? Is. Okay. And she applied a filter to make her into a potato and then couldn't switch the filter off. (laughs) So ended up having to go through the whole of the meeting (laughs) as a potato. Wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. A real couch potato. Uh, Yeah. Well, (laughs) apparently her colleague, Rachel, posted a screenshot of the incident onto Twitter. So you can actually follow this on Twitter with a a caption saying, my boss turned herself into a potato on our Microsoft Teams meeting and can't figure out how to turn off the setting. She was just stuck like this the entire meeting. (laughs) I wonder if Mr. Potato Head would think she's sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, To be honest with you, she is a sexy potato. Uh, And you know this because why? Well, none of the potatoes. I'm a couch potato. None of the potatoes in our fridge currently look like that. Mm, Okay, and not because I'm a couch. They've got eyes, but they haven't got lips. Oh, funny. Yeah. So anyway, we got to draw someone now with sharpies. We're gonna have to. (laughs) (laughs) We're not gonna want to cook them. You're gonna get all. They're gonna gonna be anthropomorphized, and you're gonna be looking at them going. I don't want to eat this. It looks no, so cute. Don't eat Mr. <laughs> Potato Head Jr. <laughs> Another thing that I think is really cool is, of course, all of the rainbow drawings that are coming up all over the yeah. place that kids are doing, and they're putting them in the windows. I know where I work, although I cannot go to work. I do know that at my work, they have these up everywhere in the home that children have done and They've brought in and put them up on the floors so that it cheers the place up a bit and everything. Mm. It's really cool. And our neighbors, of course, they've got their stay home, stay in, stay safe thing or something yeah. in their window that they've drawn. Yeah. Not really ever heard of. You hear of uh, people doing get well cards and don't really, at least I can't think of anything where everywhere is doing these rainbow drawings. to put. Yeah, no, it's lovely. I mean, our next door neighbors got them in their window. and I just said that. You don't oh. even listen to me now. <laughs> Jeez. No, but I was no going to say. you don't know what ha- half of what's going on around here because you hear nothing that comes out of my mouth. And the other half, you just guess. Do you know, I said to my daughter the other day, my daughter had a, had a go at me. She said, you don't listen to a word I say. And I just thought that was a really weird way to start a conversation. Oh, wonderful. That's just lovely. <laughs> Did you just get that? No, I just thought I'd laugh for you because you looked so sad that I didn't laugh. So oh, I just, right, okay. I just thought I'd yeah. do it. At the moment, they're saying that weddings are being 
stopped and stuff. There's all these things that you can't do. And however, there was a couple who were supposed to be getting married. And because obviously they didn't, they uh, donated all of the food, the 400 people's worth of meals to hospital staff and everything so that they would have food, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Because I would assume that they might have been able to get some sort of a refund off of the caterers. You know, I don't know, but either way. Well, not if they've made the food. Well, no, but I mean, you know, they found out. I mean, they didn't find out the day they were going to get married, did they? Oh, right, okay. So I don't know if they couldn't get a refund or maybe they chose not to get a refund. But either way, it's pretty cool that, you know, donated their food. Well, talking about food, did you hear about the guy in Mexico? He was self-isolating for days and he was really craving, like you do on a regular basis, a bag of Cheetos. No, I don't want Cheetos. I want Cheez-Its. If anybody in America, you know, wants to send me a gift, Cheez-Its will do just fine. Yeah, you just, can't get just, them here. You have saying, to you have to import yeah, them, yeah. Yeah. So so Cheez-Its, just the normal plain Cheez-Its or the jalapeno Cheez-It thingies. No, no, not jalapeno, pepper jack. Pepper jack. They're my favorite. Anyway, I'll be waiting for the deliveries. Thank you very much. <laughs> Anyway, this guy, back to my story. Yeah, Cheetos. Cheetos, uh, who was really craving some. He attached a note to his pet chihuahua. He attached it around his neck, but funnily enough, his his pet's name is Chokis. The poor thing looks terrified. He's like, I can't believe you're sending me out here in this this plague. Well, he sent him out across the street to the convenience store, and the dog ran across to the convenience store. The note around its neck read, Hello, sir of the store. Can you sell my dog some orange, not red, Cheetos? <laughs> she has $20 attached to her collar. Warning, she will bite if not treated right. Your front neighbour. And sure enough, the dog actually did go over to the convenience store and returned with a bag of Cheetos tucked neatly in her collar. Oh, did they give him the change back? Well, I was going to say $20 is pretty expensive <laughs> for, a, for a, a pack of Cheetos. It says the dog actually made his way to the store whereas earlier on it says she has $20 attached so it's definitely a her and returned with a bag of Cheetos Antonio which is the name of the owner shared photos from the successful mission on his Facebook page with a caption day three of quarantine I wanted my Cheetos why the heck couldn't he at least see if they could give him a bag of doggy bones too I mean geez the dog goes out does all that work? Thing goes has to go across the street. I know that's the frightening bit. I mean, that's you know. a wide street. And then, of course, I've got another thing which I thought was pretty cool. And I know everybody kind of knows about this, but I don't know if they're doing it all over the world. But you know, clapping for the carers and and all that hospital staff. Yeah. Well, not this Thursday. I don't because they do it on Thursdays here. Not 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 yesterday, but the week before that, they actually clapped for, as well as NHS and stuff. For all the people that are working in the grocery store, they're doing that. They're, all of the, the claps from everywhere? now on are all every Thursday. The claps well, from now on are for what they call essential workers. Well, so that's cool. Yeah, I thanked our Amazon delivery driver the other day because I so appreciate the fact that these guys are out there doing it. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, and Definitely. I've got to give a shout out to my daughter who who's been amazing out there doing our shopping for us and my parents shopping and and her mother's shopping and her mother's mother's shopping. And her mother's friends shopping. I mean, she's just out doing everyone's and groceries. And she's working as well in a food store, which is why she's the one doing it. But she's absolutely amazing. So, Sophie, you're a diamond. We love you to bits and we're so proud of you. 
Yes, we are. So, Dr. Seuss. Remember the Dr. Seuss stuff yeah, that you used to read to Bryce yes. all the time? And you introduced me to, because I'd never even heard of Dr. Seuss before you, mm. before I actually met you. If he was still here, he would have written a poem like this. Someone has written this poem and put it online under the guise of Dr. Seuss. Okay. The buildings were big and people would smile. And travel they would, mile by mile. But sick they become, in numbers it grew. Businesses worried, communities too. Things stopped for a bit, the world slowed its roll. The virus had certainly taken its toll. But what they then saw, from slowing things down, is in fact now they had less reasons to frown. Families now gathered, what game shall we play? Pass me the blue crayon, give mummy the grey. Dad's home, guys, he'll read us a book. Then all of us together will cook. The lungs of the planet caught a small break. Less travel meant less pollution to make. People did realise they'd all be okay. They don't need so much to get through the day. Maybe this virus that's caused so much stress showed the whole world that more can mean less. That's lovely. It sounds a lot like the night before Christmas as you were reading it, but yeah, same sort of you know, rhythm in that. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. But Santa is off at the moment, as we said earlier. Yeah. So I found a thing that's talking about people in Copenhagen who live in these apartment buildings, and they've all got balconies. So they all came out, and they were doing exercise all together on their balconies. And so they they were, you know, all distanced the way that they should be, and they were exercising together. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I did an exercise class from about a, from, died. from a YouTube thing, and, <laughs> and about died, and yeah. and it took me a week to get over that, the, and and in that week of trying to get over, I moved less than I had the whole of the time because I was hurting so much. <laughs> yeah, this almost became the Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast, but you lived. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> nothing wrong with your freaking mouth. Okay, wait there. Come, on, I'm not the wonderful one. <laughs> Because I am. We can't both be. Well, I'm, I'm better than you. I'm more wonderful. Moving on. <laughs> Candice Hunter Kennedy's son, Ben, is currently being homeschooled by his mum, Candice Hunter Kennedy. Her son is obviously not very impressed by her efforts. He is currently keeping a journal and he wrote, or his mother saw a post that he'd written in his journal. What's she doing reading his journal, man? Mm. Is that, that's... that's is that right or wrong? I, I don't know. I, it depends how old he is. It doesn't say how old he is here. Anyway, it says in his journal, it's not going good. My mom's getting stressed out. My mom is really getting confused. We took a break so my mum can figure this stuff out. And I'm telling you, it's not going good. <laughs> that could have been written by Donald Trump, couldn't it? Because yeah, it, the way yeah, it's repeated. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very bad. Yeah. <laughs> very bad. Not going good, guys. It's not going good. <laughs> I also read that um, there's loads of like TV shows that do medical type, you know, casualty stuff, and you know that's they're donating all of their set props, which are masks and and protective well, that's cool. equipment and everything. I also read about Netflix, and they've got this thing called uh, House Party. If you go onto the website, not the one on the TV, but you know the actual on the computer, um, you can get this. And you can watch movies with people who aren't 
with you, and it's got a little chat thing so that you can chat as you're watching the movie and everything. Like we used to do. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three, Play. go. <laughs> we knew about that before they did. Yeah, yeah. We we why. spent years watching stuff remotely with each other, didn't we? Yeah. I don't know why we didn't try to market that shit. <laughs> I know. And we had two separate Netflix accounts as well, because yeah. you had your Netflix and I had mine. We had to find shows that were available in the UK and, and yeah. in the US. And then we would literally press play, get to a point where there was some kind of marker, whether it be, you know, the producer's name or something like that right at the start or the, or the name of the show, and then pause it. And then when the other person was ready, we would then go one, two, three, play. And yeah. then we would play and, and hopefully stay as synchronized as we could. <laughs> yeah. I don't miss those days. No. You know, when you were talking earlier about, you know, doing this exercise thing and you were almost dying and all that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it, wouldn't have been, that, it wouldn't have been COVID-19 that would have finished me off. No. But, well, that dude's name, just in case people haven't heard of him, probably most people have, but his name is Joe Wicks. So if you go on to YouTube, there's all these previous ones that he's done. Yeah, you can, you can watch them back. The first one was the one that killed me. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, but you can also, I mean, he does it live, and and the reason that he started doing it was so that kids who aren't in school still have a way to exercise, but it turned into this big thing for everybody. Yeah, he says right at the start, young people and old can do it. What I would say is is only do what you're capable of doing. I have, people. I have a knee injury, for which has been with me for years now. And I really struggle with part of it, but yeah. The rest of it you just struggle with because you're... I finished the whole thing. Yeah, and it was a half an hour thing and it took you, what, an hour? No, it wasn't. (laughs) It wasn't. It was a 45-minute thing, I think. (laughs) It took you an hour and a half. No, but it it took me 15 minutes longer than it should have done because, yeah, I was pausing it because I was shattered. But I still did it. Yes, because I, the sane one in this little duo, sat sat in the chair watching. watching. (laughs) And I kept going, you know, maybe you need to take a break. Just pause it and take a break. It'll be fine. Yeah, and then she comes on the podcast and says, and you were pausing it. And he's going. (laughs) I still did it. I still did it. I'm telling you. Okay. I'll stop picking on you now because, yeah. yes, I am the fat, lazy section. The fat, lazy section. The fat. Jeez. <laughs> With a stutter. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am the fat, lazy half of this duo, but I got more brains than you. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Well, I this stuff isn't necessarily related to coronavirus. This is just nice stuff anyway. And there's some really cool stories on here. It was on Reddit, and it was about things that their pets have done to help their family. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I started looking this up is there is actually a a story at the moment that a Chicago animal shelter is currently out of pets. They've they've sold them all because all the people that are staying at home and that are lonely – have all decided now to buy up these dogs and, and everything to keep them company. Well, which is that- great because the dogs are, are housed now and the people are, as long as they still continue to treat them good once this is all over with. Exactly. That happens a lot around Christmas and all that too. All these these animal shelters get all these animal pets adopted and then they all probably end up half of them go back again because after 
after the holiday they they're back to work and yeah yeah so let's hope they they keep hold of them this is a feel good story so i'm going to try and keep this positive but uh, having said that i've just read the first sentence of this thing it says my dog found me overdosing went and found my girlfriend and dragged her upstairs she still tells me this story years later she also told me he wouldn't let the paramedics anywhere near me so maybe he was just excited trying to show her that i was dying <laughs> <laughs> and it would just be the two of them from now on. He's going, look, mom, look, mom, come on, come on, come on, you gotta see this. Does he have life insurance? If he does, I want lots of dog bones. Yeah. Look, look, look. Yeah, he finished it off with either way, I owe him one. <laughs> so this I actually heard about a long time ago. Um, not that you can consider all of this COVID nineteen a long time ago, but because I work in a care home, I thought it was really cool that there's a nursing home in South Wales who made a giant game of Hungry Hippos. You remember that game? Oh, yeah. The Hungry yeah. Hippos. And so you've got the people in in their wheelchairs and that, and they've given them bins, and then they turn these bins upside down, and then the carers push them into the middle to try to get the... The little balls. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> So they put the bins on the end of poles, so it does actually look like the Hungry Hippos type thing. That is so cool. <laughs> I just thought that was cool. Yeah, no, they look like they're having fun. You'll have to make sure you share that in the show notes so the people can watch that. Yeah. And guess what? How about this, right? All, well, not all, a lot of the beer and spirit breweries well, that's a good one. I'm glad I got that out. They are starting to use the alcohol content in their beverages to make hand sanitizer, especially because, like, the first pass of it, that alcohol is is no good. They get rid of it anyway, so it's pretty cool that they're using that and making hand sanitizer out of it. So this person says, when I was about six, we had a Vietnamese pot pig named Tyrone. He would follow my mom everywhere she went. She'd often go and pick wild flowers in the field behind our house and Tyrone would always go with her. One day, she got into a bad argument with my dad and was sitting on the front porch crying. Tyrone pulled a bunch of flowers and grass out by the roots and brought them to her to try and make her feel better. It's always struck me as one of the sweetest things I've ever seen an animal do. Aww. You've had a pig and you said that they are really bright, aren't they? Yes, they are and they pee a lot. Really? Mm. A lot, a lot. I've never heard anyone say, oh, I, I pissed like a pig. They usually say I pissed like a racehorse. Well, I'm telling you, they pee a lot. Hmm. But the cool thing was that that Lucy, that's my pig, she did go out with my dog out in the backyard and go to the bathroom just like he did, and then they'd come back in. And the pig used to open the fridge, and the dog used to get everything out. <laughs> and then... The dog was always the one that got the brunt end of it when I found it. Because you know why? Because pigs, they're fucking mean. They remember. Like, if, you, if you're if you mean to your pig and you yell at it or whatever, it remembers. Okay, so why do you say the dog got the brunt of it? Because I wasn't going to tell the pig off and then it come piss on me or something. <laughs> I mean, you know, at least a dog has the sense to look guilty. The pig's uh, just like, oink. Our, our dog looks so guilty sometimes. She always looks guilty, because if she's not doing something, she's thinking about it. Funny how she takes after you. Remember how I was saying I wouldn't want my pig to piss on me or kill me or something? Mm. Don't go sleep tonight. You always fall asleep before me. 
In 2013, my husband adopted an Australian cattle dog from the pound and named him Nico. Nico took an intense and immediate liking to my husband. I was a different story. He would literally walk away from me while I was petting him. While he tolerated me, it was obvious that I was simply not his cup of tea, which was fine with me, as long as he listened if I told him to do something. In 2016, my gallbladder went bad and I had to have it removed. The surgery went well and after I was settled back home in bed, my husband brought the dogs in to see me. He insisted on letting them smell the wound, saying they would understand I was injured and be gentle with me. My lab became inconsolable and cried like he was the one injured. Nico was so interested in the surgical site that my husband had to physically get him off of the bed and forbid him from getting back up onto the bed with me. Sometime that night, my painkiller wore off and I woke having to pee. Cue 15 minutes of rocking like a turtle on its back before I managed to get myself up. I sat for a moment catching my breath and realised that Nico was sitting nearby watching me. I hobbled to the adjoined bathroom and sat down on the toilet and again tried to catch my breath. That's when I heard Nico padding softly and slowly into the bathroom and felt his cold nose against my knee. Then he ducked under my knee and positioned himself between my feet looking around the bathroom and I realised that he was guarding me. He didn't particularly like me but apparently I was part of the pack and no one else was awake. I was injured and he was going to make sure that I was protected while I peed. That was the turning point in my relationship with Nico and we're now best buds. He's actually one of the sweetest, most loving dogs that I've ever had. My husband's dog finally accepted me because I was injured and he was the only one awake to guard me while I peed. Oh, that's really cool. But you know what's scary about that? Every time I go to the bathroom, the damn dog comes in and positions herself between my legs facing the door. So what's she doing then? She's guarding me so I can take a piss? No, she is just trying to be close to you. She comes in when I'm in the bathroom, but I go out and then she turns and goes back out again. (laughs) Because if you leave her in the bathroom with you, you come out and she's trying to lick your legs. (laughs) The worst thing is, the worst thing is, yeah, when you get out of the shower... If you get out of the shower and the dog decides to walk into the bathroom, she'll she'll lick you dry. <laughs> I'm like, I've just got out of the shower. Leave me alone. I'm already clean. Well, see, there I was thinking that she loved me and she came in the bathroom ah, she to does it to me, as me well. so that I could pee. No, nah. she does it to me as well. No, she doesn't. You're just making it up or else she would have told the story first. Do you know the worst thing? <laughs> Do you know the worst thing as well is that sometimes when you're not looking, she will walk into the bathroom and she licks the toilet seat. Ew. I know. And there's something wrong with that dog. Well, open I mean, the dishwasher, she licks the dishwasher. I mean, she goes outside and then comes in and licks herself. So, I mean, you know. Oh, talking about that, what was it you said that company's giving people for free? Oh, yeah. I read about a company called Belliza. Boutique. Wait there, what, what's it called? What is that? Bell's a Boutique? Bell's a Boutique. Yeah, Bell's a Boutique. Yeah. I thought you were saying Bella's Boutique. I was going to say, ha, you finally sold them. <laughs> Fucking funny. I can't sell them. I got to keep them. got to keep things spicy, don't I? <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they're in North America, so it doesn't apply to anybody from out there. <laughs> oh, darn. But they are giving away thousands of free vibrators. You heard it right, guys. Mm-hmm. For everybody that's stuck in isolation. Isn't that pretty cool? Now, there is a link on the website for this. 
Well, we will put one so that anybody in need <laughs> feel, <laughs> feel free to get one and then, you know. <laughs> Send it over to the UK. You were going to say then, weren't you? No, I was going to say. You were going to say, no. you were going to say, sort me out some cheese its and no. a vibrator. <laughs> No, I was going to say... <laughs> What's that noise, Bella? <laughs> I was going to say, send us a message and let us know when you get it. But then I'm scared people would send us messages of... While they got it. <laughs> oh. oh, my. Okay, then. Well, anyway. Do you know, I had a, I had a message from a listener the other day. That said, um, I love your show with you and your sailor mouth wife. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, at least they didn't call me dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or stupid. Yeah. And honestly, that's what they said. Oh, wonderful. That's awesome. I'm so glad I can make people happy. <laughs> Sailors, apparently. There was a really funny post that went out. I think this was Twitter. And this woman posted this this message that said, Oh my gosh, Hunter hops in the car. Hunter, by the way, is her son. And he looks about maybe 10, something like that. Mom, something really funny happened today. Me. Oh yeah, what's that? He starts rolling up his pant leg and pulls out my thong. Oops. <laughs> I found this during music class. <laughs> you guys, my freaking thong was static cling to the inside of his pant leg. He said he panicked and shoved it back up there and then left it there all day because he thought I'd want it back. Then he said he kept pretending to tie his shoe all day and push it back up his pant leg. After I caught my breath, I snatched them back and said, thanks, son. I mean, if you don't save your mom's thong, are you even a mama's boy? <laughs> That's pretty funny. I can remember being a kid and being in school. And uh, we don't have a dryer here, but, you know, back home they got them dryer sheets that you can throw in. It's just like the fabric softener. And every once in a while you'd find them up your pant legs. (laughs) I found found your sock at my leg once, but I found it before I went to work. But, yeah, one of your socks was inside my trouser leg once. Would have been better if it was a pair of underwear. Yeah, exactly. But then it would have stuck to my leg. Oh, no, clean ones. Yeah, sorry. Ew, ew, ew. (laughs) Don't be talking about my stuff. You've just been talking about vibros. <laughs> but they ain't my, it wasn't my vibrator. You just said I keep mine to spice things up a bit. To keep it spicy. Thank you very much. Okay. Another argument right. won by Shelley. Yeah, yeah. For once. We have now for you a really cool story, as yeah, we mentioned earlier. You know what I just remembered? Bryce is going to edit this shit. No, he's not. I'm editing it. Oh, good, because then I was thinking, we'll go out, and then he'll be all like, wonder where they are. No, I'm editing this one. Anyway, back to what I was saying. We have a really cool story now that has been sent in to us by Tom, and he is living in Berlin. He's he's originally, yeah, from Alabama, and he is a really good storyteller. So we're going to hand over now to Tom. Hello, Bella and Shelley. Greetings from Berlin Town. Hope you guys are doing well and staying indoors and uh, don't open the door and let flu in. <laughs> oh, that was a bad one. Uh, just wanted to let you know that I also have a very strange story that's uh, 
unexplainable to this day. Now, my cousin told me one day, this was back in Columbus, Ohio, that frogs, little frogs were lucky, especially green frogs were lucky. I don't know where she got that idea, but I never argued with her about it. Uh, she started collecting small porcelain frog figurines, and after a while she had quite a collection. And one day she handed me a small green frog, which was in the kneeling position, and his hands were sort of clasped in a praying manner. Here she said, this will bring you luck. Well, I didn't believe her in, you know, in such things, but I took it anyways. It was well meant. I stuck it on my car dashboard, and it remained there for a couple of years. Now, due to the hot sun and over the years, the green paint flaked off its head, but I kept it anyways. I can never say that I never had any uh, noticeable luck one way or the other, good or bad. Then all of a sudden, for a whole week, one thing after another went wrong. Things got so bad one day that as I drove into my parking space at home, I grabbed the green frog and tossed it into the lake as far as I could. This lake was right in front of our apartment, in our apartment complex. It was sort of an act of frustration, but it was the only way to let off steam. It did give me a little satisfaction, but I wasn't sure if it was going to help one way or the other. Now, the following morning, I arrived at my office before any of my employees or supervisors. And to get to my locked office door, I had to unlock another door, which I did so, and no one else had a key to it. Now, as I stepped up to my office door to unlock it, I kicked something against the door. As I looked down, I got a cold chill. I couldn't believe my eyes. There was this green porcelain frog in the kneeling position with his praying hands together with the paint missing from his head. That same frog I threw in the lake the night before. I had to sit down on that one. I had cold chills and my mind was swirling and I just couldn't figure out how this could be. Now, I ultimately threw the frog that day into the dumpster and slammed it darn thing shut and it never returned, but I still could not understand how something like this could have occurred. Now, this really, truly happened to me. Now, as a friend was visiting us over here years and years later, I told him the same story. And he asked if anyone had died prior to that. And I said, and I thought a moment, I said, yes, my cousin who gave me the porcelain frog had died shortly before that incident. And with all the problems I was having at the time, it never occurred to me or my wife that she may have retrieved the frog from the lake and laid it before my office door to say she was okay and was thinking of me. That was very strange, and to this day, I still cannot understand it. 
all the best. Keep up the good work and stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll be listening. Well, what do you think of that? Very, very creepy, but happy creepy-like. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there is no explanation that I can think of. If he could see that he'd thrown it into the middle of that pond or the middle of that lake, and then it just to suddenly appear back in his office. Maybe he was not fake after all. <laughs> what, it was a real frog? Well, maybe he threw it in and it came to life and, you know, haven't you ever watched Toy Story or anything like that? I, I like uh, the idea that his friend who'd recently passed retrieved it for him and put it in his office better. Than, I think it's a very nice story. Yeah, than that. Thank you, Tom. Really appreciate that story. You're a lovely guy. We've had a a few conversations with you over email over the last couple of days, and you're a really lovely chap. So make sure you stay in touch. And keep and sending us your nice uh, what um, I can't think of the word nostalgic stories. Yeah, yeah. A lot of when he was younger, and some of the stories are very nice. Yeah, really, really nice. Thank you very much indeed, Tom. And you stay safe through all of this. Okay, guys, don't forget, if you can send us a story, if you've got one, uh, just like Tom did, just record it on Voice Recorder and send it in to us at mail at weirdwackywonderful.co.uk. You can get in touch with us via our website as well, which is www.weirdwackywonderful.co.uk and hit our contact page and uh, drop us a line. You can interact with us again on all of the usual social media places, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Use your lockdown time wisely, guys. And, uh, and yeah, interact with us and send some stuff over and try and make some other people smile as well. But whatever you're doing, wherever you are, make sure you stay weird, weird wacky, wacky, and, and wonderful. wonderful. Bye. Also, don't forget... Send us some good vibrations. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Bye.